You've likely heard someone describe the mind of a young child as a sponge, soaking up information as fast as it can. Children are curious. Children ask lots of questions. I know, I have years of experience being one. And now, I have three of my own. I'm not sure just how vast my parents' previous knowledge of dinosaurs or the far reaches of our solar system were before I was born, but I appreciate the effort that they put into those things which captivated me. I'm also thankful that at some point, they switched from trying to answer every question and instead pointed me in the direction of where the answers could be found. Often this led me to an almost mythical set of books which resided in the family bookcase, a 28-volume encyclopedia. It seemed to hold all of the answers and all the information imaginable. Fast forward to today, and when I have a question, like most, I find the nearest electronic device, visit Google, and have all of the answers. But that's the problem, isn't it? Ask one question, receive all of the answers. But which one's the right answer? If more than one are right, which one is the best? Which ones are outright lies? Which ones are merely misinformed attempts? How can one find truth in an age of lies, media bias, and fake news? There's no shortage of those who would try to provide you with an answer. Stay tuned and put one to the test. The vast amount of information available at your fingertips is staggering. As a child, I stood in awe of a 28-volume encyclopedia. Consider the immense volume of content found on Wikipedia, a site which makes up only a tiny segment of the Internet. As of June 24, 2020, there are 6,107,928 articles in the English Wikipedia, containing over 3.6 billion words. Wikipedia continues to grow, and the number of articles in Wikipedia is increasing by over 17,000 a month. The average person reads around 250 words per minute. If you did nothing but read, no breaks for eating, sleeping, anything, it would take a little more than 27 years and four months to read it all. Of course, in that time, more than 20 years worth of additional reading would have been uploaded. What are the perils of living at a time when information is so widely available? Information is a good thing. It is impossible to make wise decisions without having information. We use the written accounts of others to learn what has worked and what hasn't. We can explore points of view beyond our own perspective. More information must mean that everyone is making better and better decisions. If we look around us, that is clearly not the reality. Every piece of information that has been recorded has been recorded with a purpose. Sometimes that purpose is genuinely to provide a public service and offer helpful resources. But even that may not be enough. On today's program, we'll look at three facts about information that you need to know in order to separate truth from lies, reality from deception. But before we do, I want to be upfront with you. There is a reason I'm discussing this topic today. It is inarguable that this book, the Bible, has had a profound impact on Western society. Today, however, it has come under fire with many wanting to brush it aside as an archaic collection of fables and fairy tales. One of the most important questions you can possibly ask yourself is, 
whether or not this book has any relevance for you. And if so, what? Either it is make-believe or it is not. Either it was divinely inspired or it is riddled with lies. All of our materials from Tomorrow's World are available free of charge. But in order for any of them to benefit you, you need to ask yourself if this book is worth the paper it's written on. The Bible, Fact or Fiction, will help you to put the Bible to the test. We'll be offering this booklet throughout today's program, and I hope you'll take us up on our offer and challenge yourself to prove the veracity of the Bible. So how does one separate the truth from the vast sea of material we are constantly inundated with? You need to be aware of these three facts about information. First, everything is an advertisement. If you prefer to word it differently, you could say everyone is trying to sell you something. It likely comes as no surprise that consumers have become more and more skeptical of advertisements as the claims used to sell products have become more and more preposterous. Advertisements are often seen as annoying and are avoided when possible. Those in marketing are not unaware of this and have become more and more clever, some would argue more and more deceptive, in their marketing techniques. Listen to this from the Fiscal Times in an aptly titled article, The Future of Advertising, Everything, Everywhere, All the Time. Now with readership moving mobile, where ad space is severely limited, websites are trying native advertising to attempt to disguise their ads as stories, a kind of evolution of good old-fashioned product placement, itself a phenomenon that was devised to force commercials on those who'd learned to avoid them. Of course, this should not come as a surprise. Everyone is trying to sell you something. Everything is an advertisement. Sadly, this makes finding the truth in a sea of information all the more difficult. The job of a journalist, or even an editor for a publication, could be described as gathering information and then selecting from that information the essential pieces and fitting them together to make it easier for the reader to understand what occurred. Essentially, to separate the relevant data from the noise. What you and I have to remember any time we receive information is that there is very likely data that is being left out because it does not support the conclusion that the author wants you to reach. You've likely heard that there are three sides to every argument, yours, mine, and the truth. I don't want to discount all media as horrible sources of information. We often quote major newspapers and other respected sources on this program, and our hope is that over time we can prove ourselves to be a dependable source of information and analysis. But bear in mind that there is almost always more to the story. Everything is written with a goal. Identifying the author's goal, what he is trying to sell you, will help you to sort out what information may have been left out. Put what I'm saying to the test. Think it through. Whether or not you believe the Bible to be accurate is likely based on a host of different variables. Have you put it to the test? Have you scrutinized the text to see if it should be believed? Have you asked yourself what its author might be selling? In our free booklet, The Bible, Fact or Fiction, Dr. Douglas Winnale identifies many of the important questions people fail to ask about this foundational book. It's not hyperbole to call this one of the most important resources that we offer on Tomorrow's World. Here's how you can receive your free copy. This booklet can be yours at no cost. Call the number on your screen and tell the operator you would like the Bible, Fact or Fiction, or order online at TWCanada.org. 
There's no catch, no hidden cost. Here at Tomorrow's World, we believe that the truth should not be sold. This booklet will serve as a tremendous guide as you evaluate the validity of Scripture. Call or go online to get your free copy right now. Just in case you missed our contact information, I will give it again later in the program. Welcome back to Tomorrow's World, where we are asking how one can find truth in an age of lies. We are examining facts about information that you need to be aware of. Our first fact was that everything is an advertisement. Our second fact about information that you need to be aware of is that everyone has a bias. It is impossible to examine things in a vacuum. We all have prior experiences, beliefs, and ideals that filter not only how we process information, but also how we deliver it. Most realize this is the case, and we naturally appreciate those who are open about having bias, informing their audience of the point of view being used to filter the information being provided. Writing for The Guardian, Nathan Robinson described the benefits of being honest with his audience about his biases. My personal experience is that conservatives are far more open to left-wing arguments when they come from people who are honest about their politics and don't pretend not to have a point of view. I run a small magazine called Current Affairs, which operates from an unabashedly left-wing perspective. The letters we get from conservative readers indicate that many of them find the honesty refreshing, and it makes them more likely to hear us out. One reason conservatives hate the mainstream media is that it pretends to be something it isn't. Sadly, most are not as open about their biases. If they are not informing us of their bias, the majority must be going out of their way to provide alternative points of view to ensure that bias does not come through, aren't they? I'd like to share with you a short clip from a commentary provided for Tomorrow's World Viewpoint, a former science counselor at the U.S. Embassy at Paris, France, relaying a discussion he had with the director of journalism school in France. Some years ago, I visited a major journalism school in Bordeaux, France, and asked what the students were learning. Among other things, the director said, the school taught that there was no such thing as objective reality. I wonder what he thought about gravity and electromagnetism. He said that since reporters could only see a slice of reality, their reporting was necessarily subjective, meaning it was affected by the reporter's background point of view and philosophy. Instead of trying to overcome a reporter's limitations and fairly present reality, the director said the job of a reporter was not to find and present the truth, but to use selected facts in order to convince the reader of the reporter's political point of view. That was shocking to me. I said, if this is the case, then surely your reporters will get into trouble with their readers since at least some will perceive the bias in reporting and complain to the publication. The director assured me that it would be the reader's fault if they read a publication and did not know that what they were reading was conservative reality or socialist reality. If these journalism students report as they have been taught, then many people in France receive news of the world through a political or philosophical filter distorting reality. It's not hard to imagine the same point of view being taken on this side of the Atlantic. Leaning into your bias and assuming the reader already knows where you are coming from 
seems to be the norm. When we take information, we have to be cognizant of our second fact, that everyone has a bias. Have you ever turned off the television, closed your laptop, or put away your phone out of frustration when watching the news, looking through the comments section on a video, or reading through posts on Facebook? Sadly, this is part of the design. The third fact that you need to be mindful of when receiving information is that, yes, they are trying to make you angry. This isn't even about being right or wrong. It is about the spread of information. In 2013, Jonah Berger and Catherine L. Milkman published a fascinating study titled, What Makes Online Content Viral? What they found explains why it seems that digital content is attempting to drive you mad. Content that evokes high arousal positive, awe, or negative, anger or anxiety, emotions is more viral. These results hold even when others control for how surprising, interesting, or practically useful content is. Shocking or awe-inspiring content is more likely to go viral as is that which induces anger and anxiety. You don't need me to tell you that anger and anxiety are all too common wherever we look today. I guess awe-inspiring content is a little harder to find. I hope you will regularly check in with us at Tomorrow's World. While we do discuss things that may make you angry from time to time, we also set out to share the most awe-inspiring information we know of. While many people talk of the increased division within our present-day society, we have to understand that division, anger, and anxiety are the aim of much of the information that we ingest. Does this mean we should abandon hope and refrain from seeking truth? Of course not. But we have to come to terms with the fact that the problem does not lie with the information itself. Information is either correct or incorrect. It is either truth or deceit. The true problem lies in how we communicate that data and when we don't keep these three facts in mind, we open ourselves to being deceived. When we return, we're going to use what we've learned to ask some important questions about the Bible. I'm guessing you've likely figured out my view on the topic. You may have proven it to yourself already, or perhaps it is a question you are currently struggling with, or one you have never even thought of asking. Today's free offer, The Bible Fact or Fiction, lays out in a short 48 pages the case for believing the Bible is the ultimate source of truth. To request your free copy, call the number displayed on the screen and ask for the Bible, fact or fiction. You can also order online at TWCanada.org. Have you ever asked why there are so many different churches? Is the Bible really still relevant or where is the world headed? We answer these questions and more in Tomorrow's World magazine. Don't delay. Call us right now or visit us online to get your free copy of the Bible, Fact or Fiction, and Tomorrow's World magazine. I hope you enjoy the rest of the program. Welcome back. If you are a regular viewer of the Tomorrow's World program, there is a phrase that we use on a fairly regular basis that you are likely familiar with. Don't take my word for it. Prove it for yourself from the pages of your own Bible. I hope that you take us up on that challenge. There's no shortage of individuals who will try to convince you of all manner of garbage claiming that their truth comes from this text. Don't just look at the scriptures we read. Read the surrounding passages as well. Make sure we are using the correct context. 
make sure that what we are saying fits both the clear scriptures as well as those that are more difficult to understand. And if something we say doesn't add up, feel free to contact us and ask for an explanation. Our website, twcanada.org, gives many ways you can get in touch with us. But that challenge, to prove what we are saying through the pages of the Bible, is only relevant on one condition, that this book is an accurate source. We are talking about the abundance of information that is accessible to everyone today. We've looked at some important facts about information. Let's ask some questions about the book known as the Bible. What is the Bible's bias? Again, full disclosure, I believe this text lives up to the description Paul gave when he referred to the portions of the Bible in existence in his day, the Old Testament, as God-breathed or divinely inspired. This doesn't mean that there aren't any minor errors in translation, some even having doctrinal ramifications. There are man-made errors in every translation that I'm aware of. In recording the most fascinating events in human history, God does not pause to give equal measure to the other side. He does not ask us to see things from Satan's point of view. He doesn't pretend that our ideas are just as good as his. Job had what would best be described as a unique relationship with God. Clearly, this was someone with whom God was working. This was someone who sought to do what was right and was described as righteous. But when he found himself going through a trial, he wanted to plead his case before God. Job thought he could convince God that he had been unfair to Job. God answered by revealing his bias, the prior experience which affect his reasoning. Job 38 and verse 4. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. While this may not be the case today as much as it should, age and experience are often seen as being related to wisdom. Job thought he was wise, that the breadth of his life experiences were something to behold. You may be a hundred years old in watching this. What is a hundred years experience when compared to the experience of one with eternal life? We consider to be geniuses those who have discovered such wonders as electricity, the inner workings of a cell, or those who put a man on the moon. What about the one who created electrons, who not only made the physical elements of the universe, including wonders like the cell, but who created from nothing, I might add, the laws of physics, the principles of genetics, the workings of life. The Bible was inspired from the perspective of the one who created the universe, the one who created life, including mankind. When he says something is best for us, it's not a mere matter of opinion. This brings us to another very important question we have to ask ourselves about the Bible. If everything is an advertisement, what is the Bible trying to sell? The Bible is the most accurate and honest advertisement that you could possibly imagine. But make no mistake, God is trying to sell you something. You see, God could have created us as perfectly obedient beings, unable to do anything contrary to His will. But He values freedom. He has given us a tremendous responsibility, the gift of choice. God has laid out for us in His Bible a way of life that works. He outlines a set of living laws which govern human behavior. You don't have to agree with God's laws for them to work. 
just like you don't have to believe in gravity in order to be held by it. He gives us the option, but we have to decide. You've likely heard this verse quoted before, but what did he tell the children of Israel before leading them into the promised land? I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. He told them that there were two ways of life, one that would work and one that would not. He wanted them to choose life. He was selling life. We could spend countless programs exploring the amazing future that God offers to those who choose life. But let's turn to the words of Christ in John 10 and verse 10. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Reading this verse barely scratches the surface of what God has in store for those willing to put into practice the way of life outlined in Scripture. The Bible is written from the perspective of God Himself. It offers a way to truly build a proper relationship with Him and ultimately to become like Him. But this is only if the foundational truth is accurate, that this book is God-breathed, divinely inspired. You can't take my word for it, but there are so many ways that you can put this book to the test. I open the program by referring to my parents encouraging me to look for good sources of information such as an encyclopedia, when faced with a difficult question. They also encouraged me to look to the Bible for answers. I was raised being taught that this book was the Word of God. At some point, I realized that believing that simply because it's what I was taught was not enough. If the Bible is what it claims to be, then the implications are far-reaching. It is not a question to which we can just assume the answer. I realized that I had to put the Bible to the test. And an earlier edition of the booklet we are offering today, The Bible Factor Fiction, helped me to do so. If you are asking yourself the same question, this booklet will help you as well. This booklet examines several of the prophecies contained in the Bible to see if they can be dismissed as vague guesses or if they support divine inspiration. It also reviews how the text has been preserved over the centuries and several other important questions about the Bible. The world is in a state of information overload. Here at Tomorrow's World, we strive to cut through the noise and offer genuine analysis on today's most important topics. But our perspective is shaped by the contents of this book. If it can't be believed, then our work is in vain. Even in the information age, the Bible is the most important source available to mankind. You need to decide if you can trust it. How can you find truth in an age of lies, media bias, and fake news? By viewing information through the lens of the Bible, the ultimate source of truth. Of course, you must first prove that this book is truth. From all of us here at Tomorrow's World, I hope you'll take up this challenge and prove for yourself the authenticity of Scripture. I also hope you'll continue tuning into Tomorrow's World, either on television or by searching Tomorrow's World on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell to receive updates about new content, including short answers to biblical questions featured on Tomorrow's World Answers. Gerald Weston, Stuart Wachowicz, and I will continue to provide insight into current events and life's most important questions by bringing you the wonderful news 
of tomorrow's world. To learn more, visit TWCanada.org. You can also request today's offer by calling us at 1-866-784-7895 or by writing to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 409, Mississauga, Ontario, L5M0P6. Welcome to Tomorrow's World Answers, where we answer your questions straight from the Bible. Over the years, many have asked which translation of the Bible is the best. Why does Tomorrow's World use the New King James Version of the Bible? Prior to 1611, several English language versions of the Bible were in use in English churches and in a few private homes. There was serious contention between prelates of the Roman Catholic, Church of England, Presbyterian, and Puritan faiths as to which version should be used. The Catholic leadership promoted the Dewey Reims translation, while the Church of England insisted on the Bishop's Bible, with Presbyterians and Puritans largely promoting the use of the Geneva Bible. These differing texts varied in aspects of translation and in use of notes that promoted doctrinal interpretations of the scriptures favorable to a specific religious position. The question of which should be used was a serious one and sometimes led to violent exchanges. The new King of England, James I, also known as James VI of Scotland, himself a biblical scholar, decided that this division, especially among the Protestants, must end. He ordered representative scholars from differing positions to complete a new translation of the Bible from original languages. They could be informed by other translations, but the result had to be based upon the accepted ancient manuscripts. It had to be accurate in representing the original intent, honest, including footnotes, providing alternative possible meanings, and elegant in expression. After years of hard work, what we now know as the 1611 authorized version, or King James Version, was published. It became the most widely published and influential book in the history of the English language. The language of the King James Version, however, is over 400 years old, and in the course of time, the meaning of many words have changed. For instance, the word conversation, used in James 3.13, means conduct today. The word meat, in 1611, today would be translated as the word food, as in the days of King James, meat meant all types of food. Thus, in 1982, the New King James Version was published. It, too, is a literal translation of ancient scriptures based upon the King James Version. It simply updates the language to current usage. Most other modern English versions are not literal translations, but interpretations and paraphrases of the scriptures, which are quite prone to the doctrinal bias of the translator. The New King James Version, while not perfect, is the most accurate and honest modern version of which we are aware. It therefore has been selected as the reference Bible for the Tomorrow's World program. To submit a question for the show, email us at twanswers at tomorrowsworld.org. Be sure to watch us online by searching Tomorrow's World Answers on YouTube. If you like our videos, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell. You can also visit us online at TWCanada.org.
With this offer, you will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, revealing God's principles for living a successful life while providing insight into current and future events. You can watch this and many more Tomorrow's World telecasts at our website or by subscribing to Tomorrow's World on YouTube. Visit us online or call 1-866-784-7895. This program is a production of the Living Church of God.